to Shop Talk Podcast. Yeah, yeah. It's your man Jay Johnson. Dame going wild. Back for week number nine. Week number nine and up in this B. We've made it this long. It continues to grow and be successful, like kind of organically. It's it's crazy that we just started off like three months ago, just talking about an idea. Now we got equipment, a nice little setup. We got guests coming through, and Ooh. we building up like views. We got like a little audience is starting to bubble. Yeah, we do, and um, I appreciate all the love and support um, from. Actually, let me take a look uh, from across the world. I don't know where some of these countries are. Listen, or like, are they American? I don't know how, but we got people in Venezuela. That's we got dope. like people in China. Like, I don't, I don't, know how, I don't know how that works. Uh, I don't. Doesn't even matter as long as the word gets out there. Yeah, and all over the country, and I, I appreciate the love. So everybody that thought I was gonna grow up and not be shit, <laughs> <laughs> look at you eating your motherfucking words now. Yeah, I bet so, you know nobody know you in Venezuela. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, so, uh, you know, last week we did the uh, financial literary uh, literacy episode. Shout yeah. out to yeah. IMJD Anderson. Yeah, yeah. He came through and dropped dropped a lot of knowledge. Dropped some dollars. Even after the podcast, after it was... And we were just kind of kicking it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was talking... I don't know if we're going to talk about that shit on air. But <laughs> let me tell you, about that on air, we had a crazy-ass conversation afterwards that made me just come home and be like, nah, man. I I got more, though. I, I'm sure you do. That's going to be his own episode. Yeah. Jay's conspiracy, like... So listen, I, I think outside the box and every single thing... Um, you don't believe shit at face value. Nothing at all. And I've known you for, for a while. Like, you don't believe shit at face value. You'll Google anything. I will. And I don't trust Google either. But that's a, <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a whole different thing. Is Google the, Ill- the Illuminati? Google is Skynet. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just, just yeah. I know niggas that get the Skynet <laughs> reference because we we old. You know what I'm saying? I'm 34 God bless years old. Yeah, I just uh, I just let it be. So think speaking about last week episode. Uh, right after last week episode, but matter of fact, when you when you came over to do the episode, I was like, man, my tooth kind of hurt. I like <laughs> I, I got like a, I said I got like a, a a bit of a toothache. You know what I'm saying? I always traveled up. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, I got a little bit of toothache, but you know whatever, whatever. So like. After we wrapped up, and it was kind of bothering me through the episode, to be perfectly honest. Kind of favoring it just a little bit. Yeah, you know. But your shit was swole by the time we finished. Yeah, by the time we. I didn't notice because I didn't look in the mirror. Your girl didn't put you up on? Well, I went to her and I'm like, do my my face look swole? She's like, yeah, a little bit. I'm like, all right, cool. But I knew that I had some chicken and waffles earlier and I'm like, you I hit Cuzzo's? No, it uh, was a uh, Coney Island. <laughs> that's what you, that's, that's where yeah. it started. Coney Island chicken and waffles. Fuck your shit. So, up. um, I go to bed, you know, I wake up the next morning, dog. And I look like Martin after the Tommy, Tommy Hearns fight. That's one of my favorite episodes of Martin. Nigga, too. my face was my fucking jaw. Look like I, I had a fucking softball in my mouth. Pause. <laughs> Like I woke up at randomly like around six o'clock in the morning, and, and as soon as I woke up, I knew something was wrong. Like my face did not feel normal. Right. Like it just felt heavier. So like I literally jumped up and I ran and looked in the bathroom, looked in the mirror. And I'm like fuck that, and I hit the light because I'm like no, <laughs> <laughs> like something's not right. I hit the fucking light and I'm like Beauty and the Beast and shit. Like I see a monster in the mirror and I got this big like my fucking jaw is swollen the fuck up. And it's numb and it hurts. So I get on the phone. 
I call one eight hundred Dennis. So that shit really works. One eight hundred Dennis. It had to for me that day because oh, okay. I had no other. It's Saturday morning. I'm like, aren't Dennis office closed on Saturday? Like I didn't. No, know. they gotta be. They gotta be. I've, I mean, I I haven't been to Dennis in a long time. So so you don't do your preventative care is what you're saying. I pay for it. I my check. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I pay you, for the insurance. You know, but you saying? don't take care of the preventative care. So I'll tell you what happened. A couple years ago, five to be exact, last time I've been to the dentist, they told me I had my wisdom teeth taken out, and then I never went back. <laughs> so basically, you just put I walk, put, off, put it off. Hey, my teeth look great. They really do. To you? No. To you? To everybody. Like, okay. They just look great. So They're just rotten under, underneath the gums. No, so what ended up happening is I had like a, a one of my teeth in the back, I had a little chip, um, and that chip caused a problem. Unfortunately, let some bacteria get in there and my fucking jaw swole up. So I went up in there on Saturday morning and uh, they numbed me up a little bit. Now, little did I know when your face is that swollen, you got that much inflammation, the sedatives that they put, they don't really, it don't work that well because it's hard to get to you. Okay. So they had to cut my gums to let some of the pressure out. Um, and then they, they sold um, something there for drainage so the stuff can drain. But uh, yeah, the 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 lighter came whatever that shit ain't really work. This shit hurt. Like they was like jumping on my damn face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so a week later, it still fucking hurts. No, I'm okay. good. So they gave me some antibiotics, and they was like, "We gotta you gotta get a root canal. Um, we gotta get a root canal and a crown." So I'm like, "All right, bet." Um, so I got health insurance. I got dental insurance and everything. I gave him the card, and nigga, this shit was like, uh, "It's gonna be a thousand dollars." With your insurance, can I make payments? Paid up please? front, oh, in full. Fuck that. <laughs> Before we start, <laughs> like what? So, Who the fuck wakes up on a Saturday morning just like, hey, nigga, we need a thousand dollars about you, nine hundred and sixty-seven dollars to be exact, and decides that they want you to pay for a used car. Before, before they gonna do right. shit to you. I'm like, damn. I mean, but but luckily you had it because if you so didn't have the money, you'd have been real fucked up. If I, I could be dead right now. Yeah, because them... No bullshit. No, 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 no. Like, them infections in your jaw, like, in your mouth and shit, it it touch a lot of nerves. Yeah. And it it spread quickly because from from literally from just a couple hours going to sleep, it went from, is it swole? (laughs) To this shit hanging off my face. You know what I mean? So... uh, And they had to let you die. And I'm... And luckily... If you didn't have that $900. Luckily... It was on a Saturday morning when I found out. So let's say this was Saturday night when I found out. There is no dentist open on Sunday morning. So I would have had to go another 24 hours. And like it would have got bigger and bigger and it would have just kept spreading, you know, until they did something or whatever. So you'd have had to take that shit to emergency. Like, yeah. I'll... So Tuesday, I went and got a, uh, they did half of the root canal. Um, and. On this coming Tuesday, going to do the other half. They've already charged me for it, so <laughs> so you're going back. Yeah. So the second mm-hmm. half, though. So the second day after they gave me some antibiotics and they gave me some pain pain medication with some codeine in it. I don't take the medic. I don't take medication. Period. Right. You could sell that. You could sell that pain medication. Uh, I can't just, confirm or deny that. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I can't confirm or deny. I know somebody that will buy. Okay, and I can't defer, <laughs> confirm or deny what the going rate will be. Or anyway, no, no, we talk about that off there. Uh, so I don't I don't take pain medic I don't take medication period. So whether it's Advil, Tylenol, no shit like that. This is part of that trust shit you yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I, I waited so long to get my wisdom teeth pulled because I'm not scared of the pain of actually getting the wisdom teeth pulled 
afterwards, I don't plan on taking the pain medication. It's just going to be uncomfortable for me, that that feeling. So I, I just... Just enjoy the drugs, bro. Yeah. So I Enjoy the drugs. However, I'm not extreme. So if in an emergency situation just like this, if you're going to give me some pills for antibiotics to get this inflammation and stuff, I'm going to take it. Now, I didn't take the pain medication uh, afterwards, so I just dealt with the shit. It's cool. But uh, I go back on... Uh, so... After the inflammation went down by Tuesday or Monday night, I didn't look like a complete monster. My shit was uh, still swollen. You could still tell, uh, but I didn't look like a complete monster. So on Tuesday when I went in there, uh, the swelling was down a lot. So they was able to uh, numb me up and they did a procedure and I didn't feel nothing. However, I don't know if they was, they was a little bit heavy handed on the uh, lidocaine. Cause my whole face, like up to my ear, was numb. Nigga. I mean, for hours afterwards. Hey man, you felt something. You felt <laughs> it in the fucking wallet. Because oh, <laughs> that's some you. bullshit. Yo, uh, I had an incident though earlier this year. I had Bell's palsy, and for niggas that, that niggas that don't know what that shit is, I've heard it before. It's like it's like your face stroke up, like one side of yeah. it. Yeah. So like when you, I understand that feeling. Like you wake up, like nah. Something don't feel right about my shit. Right, right. And they got turned on the mirror. I turned on the light in the bathroom. Like, nigga, half my face was, like, drooping. Mm. So That's I, serious. Yeah, I thought I had a stroke. Yeah. Because, you know, I was in the hospital earlier for, like, hypertension earlier in the year. Mm. So I thought, like, damn. Like, it finally it finally caught up to me. So I thought I had a stroke. I went to emergency. It was like, nah, you got Bell's palsy. But your face is going to droop for about three months. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, nah, son, not, not the kid, not the kid. So I looked that shit up online and it showed me like different exercises I could do to like, let me guess. Does, is weed, uh, marijuana uh, does help. Check it out. Marijuana does help. You should get a medical card. I do. I should, but then I work in a pharmacy and if they drop me, then I can get no fuck about that card. Mm. I'm gonna be fine. Well, no, it just, that just helps you, you know, in case you get pulled over by the popos or something. Yeah. But in Detroit, you can. Drive and smoke. That's, work that's not a yeah, that's not illegal. But I do fucking work in Canton, where I've been arrested three times in the past eighteen months. Yeah, no, you should go ahead and get that card, and then you can visit uh the gas station on Seven Mile Evergreen for all your medical needs. <laughs> Yo, when, when we do our interview with the gas station at the gas station, while we smoke that ninety three octane, I won't be. I won't, I won't participate. Oh, nigga, you involved. I'll be in the conversation. You involved. I'll take all the secondhand. I don't think I'm going to participate. I don't do drugs. Does that make you feel special? <laughs> like, does that well, make that's you not feel... my drug of choice. I think uh, I, everybody got a drug. Well, now, you know what? I don't necessarily have it. I do drink alcohol a bit, occasionally. occasionally. I, not even socially like that no more. I, I kind of... Uh, I yeah, be trying to get like, the. I be you trying only to had them the, two Heine, them weak ass Heinekens when we went out for uh, dinner. Yeah, I be trying time. to trying to keep it cool, you know. It's a. Uh, I just be trying to keep it cool, trying to keep the poison about me. Oh, look, I ain't got no problem getting. Fu- I drink to get fucked up, you know what I'm saying? And I am I mean, not. I, I do appreciate a good cognac and a nice cigar every once in a while. I appreciate anything. Or some Tito's. I ain't never had Tito's. I hear I that shit is amazing. Tito's. Tito's is really good, and it's, it's a it's a gluten free. I feel I feel healthy every time I drink Tito's. So that I should definitely drink it. It's good for my diet, isn't it? Vodka. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Pretty good. I'm Pretty a huge good. fan of vodka, but I drink the cheap shit though. I fucks with Seveca. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's kind of cheap. Yeah. It's like middle shelf, close to the what, bottom. So before we get into the episode, right? Yeah. Uh, let me. The shit we drink is cheap. 
Sirot, that's some nigga liquor. Yeah, it is. Like Sirot, this is the first time I knew I was drunk off Sirot because I don't. I I'll just say it. I don't like Sirot. She gives me the worst hangover ever. And I remember I was, you know, dating this young lady. Well, we was together. We was dating or whatever. And it was her birthday party. And the signature drink at the bar that night was like Ciroc and lemonade. Now, part of the story is one of her home, her cousin came and bought this chick with her who looked a terrible fucking sloppy ass mess. But I drank so many Ciroc and lemonades at the end of the night. I was like, damn, she don't, she don't really look that like I don't see why niggas tripping on her. She don't look that bad. And, and at that moment, I realized, oh, shit, I'm fucking drunk off this shit. Right, right. Let me put this down. I woke up the next day with the worst fucking hangover I've had in my adult life. And I was like, you know what? Fuck Ciroc because it doesn't really taste that good. Doesn't go down that smooth. Them flavors, eh. I'm not with all that flavor shit. Um, I don't even do mixed drinks. The most mix I have in my drink is uh, Hennessy and Coke. Uh, Jack and Coke is my is my drink of choice. I guess the I'm, the biggest mixed drink I have is a Long Island iced tea. I'm a huge fan of Jack Daniels. JD is my nigga. I do enjoy a good mojito though. Can't even front. I, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoy a good mojito. You've never had a mojito? No. Okay. Uh, now when I do go to this low key bar, I'm never going to tell you the name of. Uh, now that bar, I go in there and just order some random shit off the menu, and they'll just mix it up. Our, our, our bar in Corktown. Yeah, don't even say that. No, no, I'm, I'm not gonna give no more than that because yeah. I don't want to see Nick. I, I like to enjoy that spot, and I don't want to see yeah. niggas there. I now, feel like that's my my so this place. Next, this next statement is a loaded statement because I'm not trying to to give you the impression that white people set the bar or is the standard of anything. But you're not about to go into no white bar and ask for Ciroc and they actually have that because that's some nigga liquor. Yeah, like you know what I mean. You know, what people drink like Kettle One is a is a is a is a, is a good certified vodka. Like that shit is good, but like niggas would tell you that shit is cheap or whatever. Uh, but straight up, you go on to some bars like and you ask for shit like Hennessy. Oh, there's they, like so Black Fin in Royal Oak. Oh, they, no. they have every anything that niggas would drink. They don't have it. No, no Hennessy, no seventeen thirty eight. That shit is offensive. But the liquor they do. We're not gonna sell cognac because we know you niggas drink cognac. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have JD, but what they got markers, makers mark or whatever. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Nah, it 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 it, it did taste a little water. All right, man. So let's wrap up this week before we get into the uh, to the, ep- the the reason why we having this episode. Because and, I, I it, hope that we hurt some young ladies' feelings. Well, I hope that we break some young woman's <laughs> spirit because she probably pressuring a nigga to get to marry her dumb ass. And I hope that we break her spirit by the end of the episode. Well, you are the marriage expert being uh, through it. Yeah. Right? I mean, so you are mo- you are the most experienced in marriage out of the two of us. Yeah. Give, give something to me and I will show you how to fuck it up. Yeah. And marriage is right up there at the top. All right. So, uh, this Olympics week, this week, Olympics, uh, where do we start? Usain Bolt. That nigga is half cheetah. Usain Bolt is pretty fucking fast. <laughs> I, I cannot. I really want to. I, I really wanted Justin Gatlin to win uh, in the hundred meters. Too and, old. He's too old. Whoa, whoa. He is uh, the perfect age. Start, uh, <laughs> in Olympic years, that nigga's a dinosaur. Like so, me and him the same age. So that was like I ran track all through high school. Like that was my thing. Right? Okay. Uh, I never knew that. Yeah. Come on, man. I ran it. I'm in the cities. I'm in the books. I'm in the books. I was I, I was the man. Okay. 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 Uh, didn't lose a race my whole 12th grade year. Uh, 
So that's like, and I, I graduated from school 16 years ago. Yeah. So that's like me still running. Because Justin Gatlin's 34 years old. Yeah. Like, I can't even picture myself being in enough shape. I mean, no disrespect because he is in the Olympics. Like, yeah. Which is a huge accomplishment in itself. That means you are one of the fastest people in the world. Yeah. Because I'm here on the Olympic stage. And I mean, Justin Gatlin's not slow at all. Nah, no. Nah, but he's, he's no Usain Bolt. Yeah, Usain Bolt. Which, other than him being just fast as fuck, right? The nigga got a cool fucking name. His real name is Usain Bolt. Yeah. Like, we I, just knew you was going to be fast as lightning. Yo, I, I saw an interview and he was like, he used to run through the streets of Jamaica with no shoes on. Everybody did because nobody has shoes. Nah, in but I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Besides, <laughs> sorry, Jamaican. That was a that was a shot. Hey man, let's. It is what it is. Besides it, not having no shoes on. You run fast with no shoes and just running through shit in the streets. Mm. Like yo, Jamaica hot as fuck. So the streets got to be hot as fuck on the bottom of your feet. Man's out Jamaica right now. Actually, he's celebrating his uh, fourth uh, marriage anniversary. So that's. Good luck, bro. Good luck, man. Beautiful marriage. <laughs> Shout out to the merits. Uh, he was acting in Jamaica uh, while Usain Bolt won the uh, the hundred meter final. He the said they country went, shuts. They down. went crazy. Yeah, they went crazy. Free weed for everybody. Um, so we got a lot of shit that went on with the Olympics. Uh, I so I I definitely enjoy track and field because I ran it. I watch it all year round. I watch it indoors. because I just wanted to see. Bolt win. I would like. I just knew there was no chance in hell that he was about to lose. So what do you think about Allison Felix when a uh, old girl she took uh, the dive? She died. Well, I think she actually fell. I don't. Yeah, she like you. You're taught to dive. You actually taught to lean forward. And I think lean she went for forward lean. is one thing. She literally to fell. jumping off of your feet is something different. She fell, but she still won. I think it's a bullshit victory, but I mean, it's, it's with, not though. It's within the it's within the rules, so I mean I can't do shit about that. It's it's definitely within the rules, but I do think it was a bullshit ass victory. I mean, give give you a gold medal, get the fuck out of here. That's so, not an Olympic memory. I love Allison Felix, man. I've been watching her for at least what twelve years or so. She's a beautiful woman too. She's kind of weird looking, but nah, uh, she's it, beautiful. It, she got weird I, teeth. I don't know something, something's just, going over. Hey man, how many, she is still a beautiful woman. Just keep that mouth. Closed, and I don't, right? I don't, I don't mean. And when I say she's weird, damn, that was so dismissive. I didn't really mean to, to go that. I route. mean, but she did in her song record. Yeah, so. uh, I'm sorry. So <laughs> she was having a real tough week because I don't know if you saw the four by one hundred. Four by where they dropped a dropped a baton when a lady pushed her. Yeah, bumped the, into the chick her from Brazil. Her. Yeah. So you know what they did. They let them rerun it by themselves. They and let they, them, and they won. They smoked that shit. Killed the motherfucking time. <laughs> and so they're going to be in the final, which is today. Yeah. So we're recording this on Thursday. No, I'm sorry. This, this is, is Friday. This is Friday. So, yeah, they're doing the, um, they're going to be in the relay tonight. And hopefully they win. Because if she would have, you know, she didn't qualify. She didn't win the 200. Uh, she didn't win the 400. She didn't qualify. She didn't win the 200. She didn't win the 400. And if she would have messed up on a relay, like Allison Felix is like a certified hero. She's a certified Olympian. That would just been a bad way to go out. You know what I mean? But not everybody, just because you make it, that don't mean you're going to go home with no hardware. Still. Cause for, she's going she's going home with some hardware in this relay. Because for a minute, the Olympic men's basketball team, the USA men's basketball team, was looking like they was going to go home without shit. Niggas not going to lose. I don't care. Not, they not. They in the they in the medal. Like they're going to play around just enough. They're not. They're not going to lose. But, I know the games was close, but they're not going to. They lose. won three games by a combined total of sixteen points. It don't matter. The niggas are the better than everybody. Period. They, 
They are, but they're a trash ass team. They're not a trash team. Come on, man. Come on. Tell me what what parts on that team is trash? DeAndre Jordan. Offensively, he's trash. Everything else, he's he's balling. Would you like me to to name some more names? Yes. Uh, Fucking Paul George doesn't belong on the team. Hey, get You think Paul George is trash? For like, think about, think about what you do. Wait a minute, dog. Wait I'm willing minute. to I'm willing to jump out there on the cliff and say, yeah, I do. You fooling. Uh, throw in Jimmy Butler. Nigga, are you serious? I'm He's serious. the most productive player in the NBA. I'm serious as your face last Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, you fooling. I think the what, what happens is, you know, when you have your star players playing damn near 100 games a year, the LeBron, Steph Curry's, you know, those are the people that you need in the Olympics. Like, now, th- this team would be a completely different team if, say, Kyrie stayed home and Steph Curry went. Or if Paul George so you stayed at Kyrie, the crib so Kyrie, and LeBron James was Kyrie there. Kyrie Irving is there. Yeah. Kevin Durant is there. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony is there. All players that have never won shit. Except Kyrie. But Kyrie got that, got that ring because of LeBron. So, in 1992... Uh, what championship did Jordan win? Damn, he was 92 Yeah, um, he uh, just it, came it, off he of did. one. So, in 1992, uh, what championship did David Robinson win? Come on, man. Would you take, Dave, would you take hey, wait, DeAndre wait, Jordan about, over David Robinson? I'm just saying, because you, your basis was they never won shit. So, in 1992, what championship did Charles Barkley win? Or what championship did Carl Malone win? Or what championship did John Stockton win? Charles Barkley was the leading scorer on that team. Then late the Christian Leitner win or in ninety two NCAA. Oh, and what championship did Clyde Drexler win? He won later. So it's too it's too it's too early for the say people on this team haven't won anything. No, because at the time the nineteen ninety two Dream Team, Larry Bird had won, Michael Jordan had won, Magic. and Magic had won, and then that was it. Uh, Chuck Daly, their coach. Chuck Daly didn't call a timeout in the Olympics. Why would he? Because he didn't need to. Because he got <laughs> I mean, a dog. Yeah. Now, I've always held one thing that I always held against the 92 Dream Team. And I still feel, I will feel this way until you put me in the dirt that Isaiah Thomas should have been on that fucking team. He should, but, you know, niggas who was in control was like, fuck that, you a whole ass nigga. I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but. Isaiah Thomas like, you know. should have been on that team. Nothing I can do about that shit, but I always feel that way until I die. Yeah. What else popped off this week? So what is this in the Olympics with this uh with this uh what's this motherfucker Ryan Lochte <laughs> and this whole shit about him getting robbed at gunpoint and first off when they first heard and said these Olympic swimmers got robbed at, these white four white Olympic swimmers got robbed at gunpoint in Brazil I'm like yeah that sounds about right it could happen. Did you, you see happen. the video of all the people getting robbed in broad daylight? Yeah, they don't fuck around in Brazil. I've seen video, not of the Olympics, of them literally shooting a missile at a police helicopter. Yeah. Like, niggas not fucking around in Brazil. So Because they don't play them games. Four white there. boys get robbed in a gas station. All right, perfectly believable. Until I hear this nigga start talking. So, allegedly... They cocked a gun and put it in my face. The people who come out partisan perpetrating to be police officers make everybody get on the ground and I'm standing there like I'm not getting on the ground we didn't do anything wrong so then he takes a gun he cocks it and then he places it to my forehead and then I said whatever man get the fuck out of here no you got your bitch ass down on the ground my nigga 
You sound like a nigga that ain't been robbed before. Yeah. Because when a nigga got the gun, Cause guess it's what? best if you do what the fuck you tell Guess what? When I was getting robbed, I didn't know I was getting robbed at first. I thought a nigga was just in the hood playing with a gun pulling out the window. And I'm like, hey, man, who is this nigga? <laughs> and the man was like, hey, nigga, it ain't worth it. Give it up. And I, and I quickly remembered what the fuck was going on. And guess what I did? I put you my fucking hands up. I gave him everything mm-hmm. I got. I got on the ground. I turned my head because I thought they was about to shoot me. And I thought I was about to die. That's some scary shit. Yeah. They shot. They shot my friend, unfortunately. He's great. He's done. He's good. But, I mean, it's, some, it's like, it's always one of them situations where you're like, man, this is what I would do. This is what I would do. And when you're in that situation. <laughs> it's like, no, the fuck you wouldn't. You run through your options and there was literally nothing I could do. I couldn't run. I couldn't dip or die. I was just in a fucked up position. And I'm like, damn, I look too long. So I turn my head, put my, and I thought, like, this nigga about to kill me. But enough of that. They would end up lying. What happened? Uh, it came out that later that all the shit was bullshit. And what will get you every time is security footage. There is there was security footage. These niggas broke a door. <laughs> the security guard came out. Yeah, he was probably talking the native tongue, and they wasn't understanding that shit. They broke a door and peed all over the floor. Yeah, and they was they was acting like they didn't understand or they didn't get it. And then he pulled out the gun. And shit started, you know, the language barrier started to close up pretty quickly. So, from my understanding, um, they wanted fifty American fucking dollars. Y'all fuck, y'all came in here, fucked up my bathroom, pissed all over the floor, broke the door. Y'all gotta come about some money. So, regular gas station shit. Yeah. So while you trying to come out this money, nigga, you acting real wild, you acting real brolic. So I upped the pistol because I need to keep this situation under control. Um, and now in your mind, it's a robbery. In your, in your mind, somebody posing as the police officer snatched y'all out of a cab and robbed y'all at gunpoint no, and you a, made all this shit up. A rent-a-cop pulled out a gun on y'all, give up some dough. So this is my issue, though. So, this is white privilege at its finest. These are just young American kids in the country having a good time, celebrating victories. We should not blame them for this. Kids being kids. Man, hit miss me with that bullshit. Cause it had it been now, Justin Gatlin now, and a you, couple other niggas. You guys from the- are attacking Gabby Douglas because she didn't put her fucking hand on her chest during the the national anthem. She shouldn't have to. Hey, guess what? Fuck your traditions. Yeah. Like fuck all these weak ass traditions. Take your head off while the national anthem is playing. For, For what? what? <laughs> like what does that do? Does that mean I now now I respect all deaths that lost? That like what does that mean? It does not mean anything. Just play the goddamn song. Like just, just play the like for sporting events. I I've been I I'll fucking say it. Like sometimes I won't even stand for that. shit. I'm not, and nigga, I and I don't care at a, at a Lions game. No, I'm not standing for. And that I shit. don't care how you look at me. You know, I I went to a Pistons game. I didn't stand for that shit. And motherfuckers was looking at me all stupid. You can look all the fuck you want to. But if you say some shit to me or you put your hand on me, you're going to get all the excitement in the world. Running pump. <laughs> yeah, for real. Like, if, if you think if you think it's a game, like, buy a ticket. And I will show, and I will give you what the fuck you, you bargain for. I think the national anthem also is, like, the way that it's presented is it's a boring-ass song. I don't, I don't like it. The only version of the national anthem that I've ever enjoyed in my life is when Marvin Gaye sang it. How about the black national anthem? Lift every voice and sing. Yo, yo sh- straight up. I learned that in the third grade in this Lockhart class. And I will never forget the song a day in my life. Dr. Spence 
at my elementary school made us write all three verses to lift mm-hmm. every voice and sing. I will never forget it. No, me neither. And he would stop you in the hallway. Do you know lift every voice and sing? <laughs> and if you didn't know it, you was going to sing a solo in music class. Yeah. Like, nigga, I kept like, I know all three verses to lift every voice and sing because of Dr. Spence. And you'll never hear that at, at any sporting event. Now, if you go to an elementary or a middle school or maybe even a high school, you might hear it at graduation or something. I mean, like at, at um, in DPS, why are we singing the Black National Anthem when all the kids in school black? They brainwashed. Like them. when I was in elementary school, uh, I went to Jamison Elementary. Uh, we had to, every day, somebody would get over the loudspeaker and say the Pledge of Allegiance and yep. then do the JB Pledge. So I Pledge of Allegiance to the flag, blah, 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 blah. Boom. And then after it was like JB Pledge. And then you had to say a JB Pledge. So for a long time, every time I said the National Anthem, I mean the uh, the Pledge, Pledge of, of Allegiance, Allegiance, I said JB Pledge right afterwards. Like that was the ending of the National Anthem. I mean... Uh, Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance, whatever. All right, man, it's enough for this Olympic shit. Um, Yo, before we go on, can I tell you my theory of the Ryan Lochte thing? Yes. I honestly thought these niggas was running a train on a tranny, and they realized that this was a dude that they was fucking, and they had to come up with something. It's uh, a lot of trannies in Brazil. What? What? Where? 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 That? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of motherfucking trannies in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> that bell is the what? That's, about the, to think, that's the problematic bell. Please yeah. explain. I mean, I just figured four white boys, they drunk as fuck, probably got a little coke in their system. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're how real. Is that, how is that story going to get them out of fucking the tranny, though? I mean, it sounds better than we was fucking the tranny and we had to get the fuck up out of there. Okay. We got robbed. Okay. Because you did get robbed probably out of the <laughs> money that you paid it. this prostitute. But that was like I immediately thought like man these niggas was fucking a tranny. Mm, mm, mm. But maybe my I'm still going with my theory cuz it sounds more entertaining. Okay. Well, you know, the truth is uh more entertaining. I mean, the lie is more entertaining than the truth always. Yeah. What's up on Beyoncé? Uh first so, of all, Beyoncé still killed Prince and I'm going to go a step further. She dropped the album a year before Michael Jackson died. She might have killed Mike too. But she definitely killed Prince. <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, the problematic bell again. Uh, but she got some watermelon water. She got she's invested in a company called Watermelon Water. This is what I'm gonna need you to do. And this is I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is the answer. But black people in front of white people. I don't eat watermelon in front of white. Don't people. eat chicken and watermelon. Fried chicken and watermelon. Why the fuck is your black ass investing in a company called Watermelon Water? Like, why Watermelon Why Watermelon Water? I don't... Because so she's rich. So, it was explained to me that, you know, but she made the um, the song with the, the watermelon or some shit. Yeah. So, playing off the song or the, 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 the lyrics or whatever, you're going to go into this company called Watermelon. Like, that's just... It just... That shit, that, that shit. It is, perturbs you. It, it, it irritates me so bad. <laughs> like, come on, man. Don't play up to the stereotypes. Now, that, hey, listen. Some people, sometimes this is a catch-22. You know what I mean? You could take something negative and be like, well, fuck it. You're going you gonna to make fun of me over it. You're gonna, I'm going to make money off of it. But sometimes they be like, watermelon water. I'm sure like, she, I'm sure you're rich as fuck. Like, you can let this investment pass. Like, I see, I went to Target 
and I seen these pop cans and it was a watermelon pop can and on the front of the pop it was a little girl and like her whole face was black like she was literally in blackface no man no man I can't I remember it was years ago. I took a picture, put it on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? We had a little discussion about it, but like, shit like that, it's a it's a little stigma that I got with me that I just can't let go, and I don't want shit to do with the whole watermelon water. So, now, watermelon is good for you. Tastes amazing. We had a watermelon day at work, yeah. which is which is already like yeah. it's teetering that it's teetering when I was that at, edge. In my last job, we said we had a watermelon. Day. And like the whole cause and it was full of like 95% black people and then leadership who's brings in watermelon for everybody. That was a little Yeah. <laughs> so on watermelon day, I see everybody enjoying, you know, watermelon. All I could do is just look at the table and just look at this shit. Cause while I enjoy watermelon, I'm not eating that shit in front of white people. Can't do it. I I'm I'm just not. And I'm I'm and I feel you about the fried chicken shit. I'm not doing that neither. I'll enjoy that in my own personal time. Absolutely. But in the company of our cousins, nah, son. I don't want you, and it's nothing wrong. I don't want you to see me enjoying that shit. I don't want you to go back to your friends and be like, yes, I see I was them right. niggas do it. Yes, and like I don't want this to like uh make you uh approve the quote unquote stereotype or whatever. I don't know. I don't even know where that shit came from. I don't know, but it's not it's not an exhibition game. You gonna get on game. Like I don't, I don't get it. And why the fuck would no? Why would you not like chicken? Like I'm trying to stop eating meat. Period. So not, but I can't say I, I stop eating pork. But the fucking bacon tastes fucking delicious. It does. It's it's, it's bad for you. Pig never, bacon. I'm never gonna eat it again. But I can't say it don't taste delicious. Like if you don't like chicken, something is wrong. If you don't like how chicken tastes, something is wrong with you. Because you ain't flavoring that yeah. shit right. You did now, something wrong. If you don't eat chicken, I, I completely understand because this shit is going to kill you one day. Um, that's going to be another whole episode. <laughs> yeah, do. I ain't even going there. Shout out yeah. to chickens. Uh, Shit's taste amazing. Alright, so a couple more things. I, I read online that uh, Hugh Hefner, old ass, uh, sold the Playboy Mansion for $100 million. First question, is the Playboy Mansion worth $100 million? Absolutely. It is the Disneyland for adults. I don't think it comes with the bitches. If you own the Playboy Mansion, the bitches will come. You can guarantee that shit. The bitches will come. You call a chick up and like, look, baby, I just moved to this new spot. Come holler at me. Where you stay at? The Playboy Mansion. So let me ask this. Bring a friend. Would you rather have the Playboy Mansion or Rick Ross current house, uh, Evander Holyfield's former house, the 109 bedroom estate in Atlanta, Georgia. Have you seen his shit? Yeah. Shit oh. is plush. A <laughs> 109 rooms. Still got a fucking hotel. God damn it. Shit is plush. But then if you got if you got that many rooms, how many niggas trying to live with you? How many people trying to live in the fucking Playboy? I don't know how big the Playboy Mansion is. It's got to be All huge. I know about the Playboy Mansion is the grotto, uh, the grotto and uh, Bill Cosby used to rape young girls there. Anderson Cali. Young girls, underage girls. So so this this post I wanted to ask this question. Hugh Hefner fucked bitches 18, 19, 20. He's white. That's white privilege. Okay, because R. Kelly does that shit and you know, we we, we get Kelly, all up in arms. Because R. Kelly is an actual child predator. So I want to say something about R. Kelly. You should grab the bell. Because <laughs> it's unpopular. 
I'm sure it's going to ruffle a couple people's feathers, but I don't give no fuck. Married a 15-year-old. R. Kelly peed on Aaliyah first. This is more than likely true. I'm not ringing the bell. No, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> it is more than likely true. It, it probably is true. All right. So I do really want to get into this topic. However, <laughs> yeah, I do got to say something first. Mm-hmm. You see the R. Kelly tape? Uh, the alleged tape of R. Kelly? Yes, Nigga, I have. Nigga, the R. Kelly tape with him peeing on the little girl. Yes, I have. And because I got the tape. I had the tape. I, I, I swear to God, I thought she was going to say I got peed on. <laughs> what type of shit is this nigga on? Hey man, Look. I got the tape. <laughs> okay, I was selling the tape when I was. This was two thousand one, two thousand two, no, two thousand two ish. Yeah, because I had it on VHS. I had it on like at this point, I was burning DVDs. I was in uh, was computer, school. Yeah. <laughs> computer school. Computer school. Computer uh, school. But uh, this nigga was peeing on the girl, and then he will stop messing with the girl, go get a picture. Off the counter, pick up the picture frame and start beating off to the picture. There is no part of me that do not believe Aaliyah wasn't in that picture that he was beating off to. Wait. He had a he had a young girl there that he was messing with, peeing on, doing all the other vile shit to, and, and he would stop, pick up a picture frame, look at the picture frame, and start beating off. He was definitely beating off to a picture of Aaliyah. I'm gonna fuck so. what nobody say. Probably Who so. Who else on this picture are you looking at? Probably so, but. Let's like preferences. Well, not preferences because we're at the end of it. Because we both from Detroit. You know, no disrespect to Aaliyah's family because I that don't, is kind of disrespectful. It, right? it is, but I mean, that's, you know, it's the barbershop. And yeah, it is. We don't he, you know what? Disrespectful shit is said all the time in the barbershop. But there's a, there's a better chance that we may run into somebody that's related to her or knows her. And, you know, I don't want to have to fuck you up in public. <laughs> so I'm going to just, you know, get that out the way. Like, well, no we, disrespect is mean. Well, we rang the bell. So yeah. that means, you know. That is that is absolved. But if you yeah. run up, but catch catch both of us together and run up on us and see if we don't jit all over your face. Hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm, and you get shot. I'm a little too old to be out here wrestling around these streets. Something going to happen, <laughs> hey, but I ain't about to be out here wrestling around We both carry <laughs> One legal and one illegal. Take your pick. <laughs> um, all right, man. So let's get into this topic. Uh, we said it was going to do last week, but we didn't end up getting because we had to, we had to help you get your money right, just yeah. in case you want to do this shit. So my preference or my statement was the institution of marriage is overrated, and when I actually thought about it over this time frame, it's not that it's overrated. I think it's outdated. I don't even think it's needed. When I say the institution of marriage, I'm speaking of with the state being involved. Yeah. I think it's, it's not needed anymore. What are your feelings on that? Uh, you know, I was married. Uh, I think marriage can be an amazing thing. But that state aspect, because we were just watching that video with, you know, Brother Polite. And the state aspect is that if you get married and say, I'm, I'm an abusive husband, I'm beating the fuck out of you, mm-hmm. but we owe $20,000 in back taxes. Also, mm-hmm. you can't divorce me. Now you can move out you can live your life, but you are still attached to me legally because we owe the state this money. Right. And you know, before you get married, you know, I went through marriage counseling. That shit don't never come up mm. that, uh, if you owe some, if you owe some bread, 
that you can't get out of this shit. And I think that part is some bullshit. You know, marriage, marriage ain't shit but a legal relationship. Like, it, no, no, seriously, uh, as it relates to the state and the official definition of marriage and why marriage was ever introduced, the only reason it was introduced uh, was for social <clears throat> social reasons to uh, attain or attach, assign responsibility uh, in procreation, aka if you have children, um, we need to know who's responsible for these particular children. So you have to get it's it's a business relationship. It was but financial, can, but you can have kids and you know say fuck getting married. Like well, what I'm saying is that's why it was brought via the government level. They stepped in like, hey, these people can have children because they are married. We can track this. There's yeah, yeah. there's paperwork or whatever. Um, now, like in the 21st, 22nd, what century are you now? Don't matter. It don't fucking matter. Uh, I don't think that shit is needed. And I don't think that I need anyone else's permission to be with the woman that I love for the rest of my life. No, nah, but I don't, I don't need I don't need to go through a third party to say I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. Because guess what? The commitment is not in the paper. You're the, right. The commitment is in my actions. But here's what but here's what fucks that shit up though. You you kill over and die tomorrow and y'all ain't married, she ain't getting shit. They just Why? gonna they just gonna leave her out. Like she's not gonna get no benefits from your job. That's that that's your fault. If that's the case then that's a problem on you. I mean, because James did tell us there, you can set up different... You can set up a different trust. Different trusts. Yeah. You can set up uh, foundations. You can set up uh, companies in your your name and your wife's name. So if something happens to you that there is they are financially taken care of, uh, that I don't need... a thir- Why do I need help from a third party? Because as we... The definition of minority under the law means in a, a working adult who would normally be competent but who's incompetent who needs the state to work on their behalf uh, so when you're acting in the minority I need to go to a third party because I'm too incompetent to handle this on my own so please state could you please marry me please state could you handle my birth please state could you handle the death certificate anything that got a certificate on it has a cost associated with yeah it's a it's a it's monetary value that's the only reason that there that is there I don't need that for anything why do I gotta go through you to get through the ultimate goal if I wanna be with this person for the rest of my life to honor the whole to cherish the commitment I don't gotta sign no piece of paper to do that because that paper don't mean that I'm gonna be faithful that paper doesn't mean that um, I'm gonna honor you the day to day living is what the marriage is about not signing that paper and that paper don't even mean that we're gonna be together for the rest of your life like, if there was no such thing as divorce, then yes, I can understand why people put so much pressure on the quote-unquote legal marriage. But when you can get out of your legal marriage with $500, right? Yeah, it costs me less to get divorced than it costs to get married. And part of that reason is, like, we didn't really attain, like, a lot of shit when we got, when we got married. You know what I'm saying? We rented our home. Uh... I mean, we had a joint banking account, but like, it wasn't like we had racks on top of racks. Like, we probably had, so at the time of the marriage, like $1,500. So explain to me the divorce proceedings, right? What's the purpose of the divorce proceedings? To state that we are legally no longer together, that she's legally no longer entitled to certain things that she was entitled to when we were married. 
and you know, split so up I, debt and split up assets. Split up assets, yeah. Because you know, quite well. I mean, when me and my my ex wife got divorced, like I was still in the house we was renting, and she went and bought a condo. Now I could have been a whole ass nigga and asked the judge, like, yo. We do got property that we attained when we were together because she bought a condo. And the judge would have been like, well, sell the fucking condo and split the proceeds down the middle and go on about your way. Because my homeboy got divorced. Him and his wife had a bunch of rental properties mm-hmm. and they couldn't, you know, kind of decide. Judge was like, well, fuck your rental properties. You're going to sell them and y'all just split the profits down the middle. So I could have I could have gone after a condo but because I am a kind and generous human being. <laughs> and because my kids live there, right. I, I said, you know what? I, I didn't want shit from the divorce. So the divorce ain't have shit to do with love. The divorce proceedings don't have anything to do with love or commitment. It was strictly financial and yeah. assets driven. Straight, Yeah. But I, let me take this back because in the divorce process is that there's a cooling down period. Okay. So me and her went before the judge. Now we had been separated like three, like damn near four years Mm. before the divorce was final. I was married, legally married nine years. We only lived together like five and we had separated like them last four. So, but the cooling down period is this. If your honor, we want to get divorced. The judge says, cool, y'all can get divorced, but y'all gonna wait six months because we want to see, maybe y'all can go through some counseling. Maybe you can work it out. Maybe you might reconcile. Maybe this might be a hasty move. So let me. And so, they wouldn't. And they don't let you get divorced. So let me ask months. you this: You think the state give a fuck if y'all in love? Nah. What do you think their motivation is to try to see if y'all can get together, stay together? Keep. I mean, you, is two heads are better than one? You are bringing more to the table as a as a unit than you are separately. Like it's a. It's for the money. Yeah. Like they don't care that you in love or anything. Like we don't want to. Hey, that's too much paperwork for to y'all to be involved with. Because yeah, I got to separate a business. Mm-hmm. Essentially, um, like if, if me and you go into business and the Shit, business you're dissolving the business. Yeah, you're dissolving the business and there's a bunch of different court proceedings that you have to do to dissolve a business. Now, that can be a long, drawn-out process. Uh, do you guys want to go through that? Because I got to pay somebody to do that. It's going to cost the state funds in order to do that. And you have to pay blah, blah, blah. So I think this is just my perspective. Uh, this not doesn't mean it's right or whatever. It has nothing to do with if they care that you and these particular people make it. No, nah. it's all about covering finances. Also, if y'all got children, then one I'm probably gonna have to end up paying state aid or whatever. But but part of the divorce process was that we had to go through friends of the court. Now I've been taking care of my kid. See, See? and the thing mm-hmm. is, I had been taking care of my kids like all along. Like we had already we had already split up parenting time between the two of us. I've been taking care of my babies all along, so it wasn't like, you know, I was a fucking deadbeat and she was coming after me. You're working in the minority because you don't you're not competent enough to handle this, so we're gonna do it for you. And we're gonna we go I'm gonna decide how much you should make. I'm gonna decide what your child is worth. Yeah. I'm gonna assign value to how much I'm gonna assign a monetary value to how much your love and support for your kid is worth. Exactly. And this is the and this is the crazy thing was so the judge didn't make us go through the cooling down period because we had already told the judge, look, your honor, we've been living apart from each other for like four years. Like six this, months ain't about to do shit. Yeah. Like we, I mean, you can do six months if you want to, but we ain't, we ain't getting back together. We ain't fucking, we, you know, the interest, she got a boyfriend. I got another situation. So, I mean, that part is irrelevant. The judge is like, cool. Don't have to do the cooling down period. We had gone through the interview with friends of the court 
but the paperwork hadn't come back yet. So yeah, the paperwork telling them how much I was going to pay to support my kids who live with me half the week had not come back yet. So the judge was like, well, we're going to call over the FOC. If they got the paperwork together, y'all can get divorced today. Called over the FOC, no answer. Wait a minute. What kind of in- what interview did you? What kind of interview did you do with the FOC? When you go through Friends of the Courts, you have to take like the paperwork of how much you make a year, how much she makes a year. You know, what did what did you want in terms of parenting time? I just wanted to keep our schedule. You know how it was with the kids. I had my kids Sunday through Wednesday. Why do I gotta go through the court to have a conversation with you? This is the mother of my children. I'm gonna talk to you. We've all, like, why do I have to go through the court to do this? To make sure it's official. You know official is in who eyes. I'm a flesh and blood human being. Nothing else makes me official besides me being a flesh and blood human being. But it, but that's the thing. If she like we had an arrangement that we had kept for years. If she would have went to the courts and was like, "That's not what I want," since they typically ride in a woman's favor, you know, then that shit would have threw a whole monkey wrench in the game. She could have said, "I want him to have the kids only Saturday and Sunday every month." If I hadn't agreed with that shit, then it'd have been another court proceeding. So, so we went through the interview with friends of the court, you know, where they, they give their recommendation for child support, which is whatever they tell you is what the fucking judge is going to, going to hand down. But because the recommendation paperwork had not come back at the time that we went to court, judge was like, uh, I can't divorce you all today. I'll reschedule this from 30 days from now. Now, literally the next day. Like, say we went to court on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. When I came home from work on Thursday, the letter was there from friends of the court telling me what the recommendation was for my child support. So, like, literally... Because one... I don't want to know how much we don't got on the podcast. Was it more or less than what you normally pay already? Uh, it probably... It, it, it worked out in my favor being less. Because I, I was kicking... I mean, they might... This is the thing I, I look at it like I love my kids. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on my babies. If they need something, like I'm gonna do shit. I'm gonna do for it. But like in, on the larger scale of things, like, yeah. Like it was a lot I won't say it was a lot less, but it was like, damn, that's all I gotta pay? I was like, all right. You know, I wouldn't even mad at cause when me and my ex wife got divorced, now she asked me for a certain amount in court. She was like Cause they would have, they asked her like, well, what do you want? If you all can agree to an amount, we can get y'all divorced. Now she asked for a specific amount. And I was like, nah, I don't like how your numbers sound. <laughs> I take my chances with the court. And they came back like probably about $200 a month less than what she had asked me for. I take that. But I mean, the yeah. th- at the, at the end of the day, I'm still kicking out like for her house and my house. Like if they need something like, Shit, who who the fuck they call him? my my? I got a ten year old daughter, who who is literally a ten uh, a a twenty year old woman in a ten year old body. She called me last Saturday talking about daddy, what you doing? I'm like chilling, you know what's up? You ain't out getting no money. <laughs> this is a conversation with my ten year old. You ain't out getting no money. I'm like, uh, no. I'm <laughs> like I'm, I'm sitting. Well, I need some money. I saw some shoes I want and I need some money. You need a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but in her mind, like she needs something. She don't go to her mama. Yeah. She don't go to her mama boyfriend. She don't go to my dad, not nobody else. She pick up the line and call who she she called her ATM. She called her provider. I mean, <laughs> yeah. She called and, her father. And you know, is how and much that's supposed to be 
a, a young girl's first um, idea of how a man should treat a woman, how she should be treated, is her her father. And I don't even question that shit. How much you need? Babe? And actually, uh, my first representation how a man should treat a woman is how my father treated my my my, my mother. Same, you know what I mean? same here. My people's my parents were married thirty four years to my to my mother passed, and you know I never saw my dad deny her anything. Now he may him and he may talk shit after he paid for it, or he may talk shit through the whole fucking process. But at the end of the day, he gonna like Something my pops like, make shit happen. <clears throat> my parents uh, got married when they was eighteen and nineteen. Uh, They've been married for thirty eight years, still together. Uh, there's not a piece of paper in the world that can make my mother, my mother and my father love each other more or yeah. less. So whether they were ever officially married, which they were. If they never officially got married, never went to the the, the, the downtown, well, actually, they got married in the backyard. Yeah. Um, you know, so if they never went in the backyard and got married, uh, and maybe that's where, I'll get to that later. If they never would, went downtown, got the paperwork or whatever, there is nothing that you can tell me. He wouldn't love that woman no different to this day. I've never, and this is, you know, a lot of people say this shit, right? But I've never seen anybody love another person as much as my father loved my mom. I feel you. You know what I mean? When my mom's been going through health issues the last five to six years or whatever, I have never seen another person love someone as much as that. There is nothing that a signature on a piece of paper could do. That is because that man and that woman both love God and they both love each other and they yeah. came together in that union. So when I say the institution of marriage is overrated, I don't trust the state. When I say the state, I don't mean the state of Michigan. I'm talking about the state, period. Do you and trust you any government, any arm of the government, though? I do not. Okay. I I, I I really do not. I just don't. But why do I have to go through you to validate my love for another person? To validate... If I want to spend the rest of my life with this person, if it's a so what the, the benefit that you actually get of state sponsored marriage, because well, a lot of people get like the benefit of marriage. Throw that word out the throw that word out the window, the companionship between two people. You got a connection that you want to be together forever. That's the benefit right there. Yeah. Uh, the when you when you're down, I support you up. You know, and when we both up, we just keep it that way. That day to day love interactivity. That's the benefit on the, on the other side, on the, the, the financial side, what's the state aspect. If it's just about, I can tax you all more. If it's just about, because I, ta- I'm, you get taxed, you get penalized if you're not married. Yeah. You don't get the tax breaks. Right. But, but, but this, this is some fucked up shit. So my homeboy went to Tennessee state back in the day. Shout out to my nigga, Danny went to Tennessee state back in the day. And he married a young lady from here in Detroit. You know, he graduated Tennessee state, came back home. Had about 150000 in student loans and shit. You know, sometimes you fall behind on them student loans. Mm-hmm. They file in together. And then one year, you know, is when the light click on and say, this is the time we take your tax return. And they took both their returns because hmm. they filed as a married couple. Yeah. I mean, government don't, didn't get no fuck that she didn't go to Tennessee State. But let me take this 12 racks that y'all was expecting. And we're going to put this towards that debt. Mm-hmm. Now get on the payment plan, my nigga. Yeah, you know. So, but but here's here's where I think you know we when you talk about like the the institution of marriage being fucked up, like they can decide who you gonna marry. 
You know what I'm saying? Like just what in the past year, gay marriage became illegal. Now legal. Yeah, became legal. Now, who's to say that two women can't love each other and want to spend the rest of their life together and be in love and engage in the same benefits of marriage? But because we say it's illegal, nah. Y'all well, see, good. during President Obama's, when he was running for Senate in, um, for the state of Illinois, he was running against Alan Keyes. Um, I, don't know, I don't know. I would suggest you guys go to YouTube and, and watch Alan Key type in Alan Keys Obama and watch the um the debate, serious debates the debates between Obama and Keys and I'm gonna tell you this right now Obama looked like Sarah Palin versus Obama <laughs> you know how Sarah Palin versus yeah. Obama look that's how Alan Keys versus Obama look Alan Keys school Obama up and down every single right way so much in fact that they took what Alan Keys was and put it on top of Obama and that was who you saw against Sarah Palin. I have no idea how he won the Senate based off of these, whatever. Charismatic so man. So anyway, he's intelligent. He's a, he, he works off logic. So what he basically said was for gay marriage, right? And this is his, these are his words. I'm paraphrasing, but this is not my view. I'm not saying it's not my view either. But what he said is the institution of marriage was created uh, based upon procreation. Um, to assign what happens when uh, when you have a child, this is what happens, blah, blah, blah. In the case of gay marriage, if procreation in principle does not exist, then there is no reason for the marriage. So that, if, Logically, that makes sense. Yeah, so if in principle, if there is no opportunity for procreation, then the marriage doesn't, it doesn't make sense under the law of why marriage was even created. So then we're like, well, what about two people who just can't have babies? He said, okay, you're not listening to the, the words. I said, in principle, yeah, not a one-off situation. So he gave the example that if I put a worm inside of the apple, the worm does not change in principle what an apple is. This one particular apple just has a worm. So he was basically saying, and if we're going to change what, quote unquote, the, the legal reason why we started marriage in the first place, then we might as well get rid of it. And we have progressed to the point where if it's literally just about financial decisions while I'm in the hospital and splitting up money after I'm gone and stuff like that, then you don't need marriage to do that. You can do that with documents. Living will and trust, legal will. Slightly off base, I never understood why the LBG community or whatever had a big fight against marriage and they should have just flipped it and just went after the insurance companies because if the insurance companies won't give you an opportunity to say what happens to your loved one when they passing away you don't got to change marriage just talk to your insurance company because they're the ones who don't give you the okay to do it right yeah but i think it, it falls into that ideology that we talked about like just people they it, we've been so warped with our thinking about marriage. I just want to be married. Yeah. I just, I just so now want that. A, so now there's a marriage industry. So yeah. Now, so now we got the, the the legal construct of why we even created this in the first place has nothing to do with love. It has nothing to do with God on the legal aspect. It has nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with your religion. It has something to do with paperwork, commerce, businesses, whatever. So now there is a marriage business. So now I need you to throw this giant spectacular expensive party for all of your friends and family and go into <laughs> go into debt uh essentially to prove that you in love also i need you to go buy 
uh, a, a giant ring to prove how much to I prove love how you. much you love how much I love you in order to get married. So I don't know. I kind of alluded this a little while ago. I said I was gonna make it back to it. So my parents, who've been married for thirty eight years, they got married in the backyard. I bet your your um, old dude probably bought your mom just a band or something. He just got a regular band. Um, he ultimately ended up getting another ring. Yeah, upgraded over the years. Yeah. But um, as they got better, as as they attained more together, he's able to do more. Maybe because of how I was raised, or because of, I knew they got married in the backyard, and I know it was one hundred percent love and all that stuff. I never thought that this these giant weddings. There's nothing wrong with them or whatever. Well, for that to be the expected or the norm to prove that it's a I'm giant in love, waste of fucking money. Man, yo, instead it just of seems that way, doesn't it's, it? No, it is that way. I got a homeboy spend ten thousand dollars on his on his wedding, Pro- probably more than that. Instead of spending ten thousand, not even on the because you don't you ain't dropping a shitload of money on the actual ceremony. It's the fucking the reception. Yeah, yeah. You paying feeding feeding two hundred motherfuckers. Yeah, hoping you recoup off some gifts. Yo, black people don't buy good gifts. Unless you know you what I'm saying? Church. They they yeah. Unless you grew up in little Jason Johnson got yeah. married. <laughs> unless you growing up in the church. Yo, you you invite all your black friends out. You gonna make about maybe a thousand dollars. Now, I, <laughs> come on, more than a thousand, right? You're not gonna make a lot of. <laughs> I I'll be perfectly honest. Like my wedding, we probably broke in about five grand. Okay, and I I was I was happy as fuck. That shit paid for the honeymoon. Yeah, that's all. And like we already had a house, we already had a baby, had two cars, so it wasn't like I was just starting from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a fully furnished crib. So I mean, extra five racks on top of that. We was like, all right, we got a nice little cushion. So I mean, we was able to pay for the honeymoon and be out, but but literally, that's what people pumping that money into the DJ, the open bar. Yo, if you get married and you don't have an open bar, you are a shit bag. Plain and simple, <laughs> you are a fucking shit bag. The least, the very least you can do is have open bar, and it better not be no bottom shelf ass shit. Let me ask you a question: If marriage is man, woman, God, all the spiritual stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Why the church charge you to get married? Yeah, they got to keep the lights on. It's a it's a it's a faith based business. That's the that's the excuse we still go. That's why the, that's why we pass the collection paint, right? That's why we got the church fund and the building, and the building fund. fund, everything. Like, why we st- why are you charging me to get married? Why do I got charge? You charge me to get to get married? I let do, do members get charged? Uh, at my wedding, we didn't necessarily get charged, but we gave you know. We we did give a little something to the pastor for letting us use. So in order for God to, you got to grease the palm a little bit. You got to grease the primes of the Lord in order for me to give marriage. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> man, this is not right. We were both members of the church. We gave a donation to the church. Y'all should donate to me. I gave I gave some money to the pastor. I gave you know I had security at my wedding. Because, yeah, <laughs> you know, I thought, I thought, you know, one of these bitches was going to play why, tough. Why pay the pastor, though? I mean, you still pay a man for his time. He provided a service. He doing that for the Lord, right? And the Lord blesses you with bills. And he had, to, we, we gave him a couple dollars. To, why can't to you just officiate. be with somebody forever? Like, why, 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 why must it cost you? I don't get it. I mean, if you have a wife, it's going to cost you to be with her. That's different. I shouldn't be paying other people. Hey, sometimes I pay for her. 
that's okay. I love her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so so I also got a view about marriage because you know, even though I, I've been married and divorced, I'm not jaded by it. Like, I would love to meet somebody, grow in love with them, and right, get married absolutely. again. Like, I'm I want to do that shit again. You know, straight up. But here's here's also my caveat to it. Like, if gay people can get married, why the fuck can I marry two women? I think you should be able to. Hell yeah. And not just for all sexual purposes, but like I'm not trying even. to help. I'm trying to help you, baby. You know what I'm saying? Because it's a lot of responsibility taking care of me, the house, running, running around, dealing with kids. I mean, not even on three the- incomes would definitely help us. Like in real life, three incomes is going to be better than one. This has two is better than one. Yeah, three is definitely going to be better than one. But not even just that. If so, if you the type of person. I think different people are different people with different person. So I think, so you could be somebody totally different to female a and someone totally different to female B. Yeah. You might find somebody who gives you every single thing, stimulates every single part, blah, blah, blah. But if, I mean, and ideally that's probably what you want, but if it takes, so if you are one person and these two people make you complete, are you not still complete? I mean, I'm I'm complete now because I have both of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, not sex out the window. Yeah. So if if this because I'm definitely fucking both of (laughs) y'all. Ring the goddamn bell. I'm definitely hitting both of y'all. So listen, sex out the window. If this particular person can stimulate you spiritually, and this particular person spiritates you, person make you laugh or have a deep, super deep conversation, whatever it is. If all three of y'all can come together in a particular union. Uh, I don't understand what the issue would be uh, outside of jealousy, um, envy, and things of that nature. But, which, but we shouldn't be jealous at that point because right, she's she's not your competitor. She's she, your family. We teammates. Yeah. You know what and, I'm saying? And that don't mean like this whole incestual. Everybody doing the orgy. Like, no, we. You know I mean, now if we, I think it's now if, if our if our anniversary and you all want to pull out <laughs> your special bag of tricks, you know, Dame ain't gonna tell you no. But I'm, I'm just saying, saying like, I mean, do I expect a threesome every night? Like, now nah, let's just let's just get that out there. Well, you I got a saying, homeboy of mine having having two wives. I like having two wives. I don't think that you expect that one of your wives essentially be gay and like women. You know no. what I mean? I think you would be you would expect that your woman or still like men whatever so i don't i don't think in that particular situation then that is even the uh the intended outcome for i think people will perverse anything yeah my nigga dumbe is from nigeria okay his father is married to four women he is one of 27 children okay and how he explained it to me and i've had interactions with his father and i've seen you know how he deals with his four wives it's not a sexual thing. And how he broke it down is that, you know, maybe one is strong in cooking. Mm-hmm. The other wife may be strong in finances. One wife he has is good in holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. The other wife he has is good at like making things, arts and crafts, mm-hmm. teaching the kids how to make things. So they all bring different components together. And make it whole. Yeah, then make it whole. And they all put this money together to raise the kids. It's not these is my kids. We don't fuck. No, we we a whole family. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They all live together. They all function together as a unit. So when wife number two say she's sick, well, you got three other helping hands to 
you know, help, help, help rear these kids, help make dinner, help do homework, mm-hmm. help make sure that the house continues to run. I mean, run. it's really, if they say it takes a community, a village to raise a child, like literally you have a, a village in the community inside of your own home. Exactly. And he was, and from my, from my homeboy at Dombe, what he kind of related to me is like, like there's no love lost. Like granted that wife number three is not my biological mother, but she loves me nurtures me provides gives me the same loving feeling yeah, so he that, has three moms and he don't think like oh this is the real one and these are fake ones like no, these, these are, are these my are my mothers. mothers yeah i mean i understand that if you if you if you grew up in this western world culture then that's not normal to you you know what i mean and that's probably seen nasty or perverse or whatever but polygamy is, let's let's talk about even on the religious aspect polygamy yeah. is all through the bible it's all it's always been here it's all different cultures and this is what i'm saying is so they would say well you can't love more than one person it's impossible bullshit how many children you have you got three children right yeah which one do you love the most i hate them all equally you know what I'm saying? Like they, they would tell you that you can't love multiple people, but if you have three children, you love all your three children equally. You give them 100% of yourself, each and every one of them. So in that particular situation where he grew up with 27 brothers and sisters, um, a father and, and three wives, that's a situation that works for them. That doesn't mean that I think every person in the world, and this shit may not work for me. It's not even a may like, at this present moment, I can't handle more than the one I got. Like, I don't, I don't need three. I don't need four. But if you are in a situation where you can actually provide for those 27 children uh, inside of your, and provide for those three women and you be the support system and everything like that, I don't understand what the issue is. And I don't, I don't actually see where, I mean, it's always, it's been done throughout the history. It's been out of time. And shit, some of us in polygamous relationships and ain't got no fucking idea. <laughs> you sharing a man, you sharing a woman, and they are giving giving you equal parts to somebody else, and you just as happy as a motherfucker because you don't know. So this is the the other part of the why I think that the quote unquote marriage is overrated is because oftentimes when you overhear conversations or overhear young girls or just growing up, man, I can't wait till I get married. Is the, what the woman said. I can't wait till I have a wedding. I can't wait till I put on my wedding dress. I can't wait. They to, they to looking my, forward to the ceremony. To the ceremony. To, I've never heard. Man, I can't, I can't wait, wait to have to, a good marriage. I can't wait to find the person that completes me. I can't. Every once in a while, I, say, I can't. I can't wait to, to find the start of family. I hear that, but it's always I can't wait for the wedding. I can't wait for my ring. I can't wait to put my dress on. I can't wait for the ceremony. It's because you've been taught and indoctrinated your whole entire life. And almost to a detriment, which is, 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 it's unfortunate that you make it where it's that if a woman doesn't get married, then her life is not a value. The same thing when it comes to kids, like women that don't have children, they're like kind of front, like, well, why, what's wrong with her? Why don't she want no kids? It ain't shit wrong with not having no kids. A man didn't choose me to get married. So now there must be something wrong with you. You are a perfect human being all in yourself. You don't need another person to validate your life. If you chose uh, and you connected with another person and y'all got married, I mean, that's that, that's all good. But how it's presented to you, it's almost like you're not a complete person until another man chooses you and i think that's a it's false it's false and it's one of the sexist things that have perpetrated our society or or penetrated our society where i think like this woman is a perfectly good human being 
full complete by herself yeah marriage doesn't validate doesn't validate who you are as a person like the same way having kids doesn't validate a woman or a man like you know it's if it wasn't for abortions i'd have a whole bunch more kids so i mean (laughs) shout out to scottsdale up to 24 weeks wow No, man, problematic bell right there. And, uh, you should, you can't, no, never, no, nah, no, I could, I could do a whole podcast, could do a whole fucking podcast about that shit, but we won't, <laughs> we, we'll just shut down. Week number nine will be the last week. Oh, man. So I don't think there's anything wrong with finding a person, uh, that you want to be with, um, being in a happy, committed relationship, everybody giving their all. Um, love, companionship, trust, foundation, the whole nine yards. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't even I don't even think there's anything wrong with you having a ceremony. If you need to have a ceremony, if you want to have a ring, you want to buy a ring. Um, I just don't necessarily see a reason for the state to be involved. Why do I need you to handle my paperwork for me? So if 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 and People go back into the in the Bible. Well, if you don't have if you have sex before marriage, that's fornication, and that's a sin. I got to kick the tires so I'm about a car. But let me tell you, <laughs> that's not even that. You tell me in the Bible what made Eve Adam's wife? Because the Lord said so. You know what I mean? Because when you think when you read Adam, he, cre- he, he created Adam, her, put it there. This is this and that's, for you. That was your wife. What made them? What made Adam and Eve married? What made him that his wife? Like we could, we took this interpretation and said, well, if you don't, because I, I doubt that uh, no one drew up no paperwork. No. You know what I mean? Was paper even invented then? Like <laughs> I, I, I doubt nobody drew up. So at what point did we come to this consideration that, uh, that a piece of paper of marriage, and if you don't have this piece of paper married, now that you're sinning and you're doing wrong. Now, I think if you don't have no intention on being with this particular woman, uh, that's, that's, and you just out here, and you know what I'm saying, and, and disrespecting people and hurting their feelings and everything like that. I think that's wrong, not because you had sex, because you in, you have the potential to create life. You have the potential to destroy someone's life. And I think that's a big deal. And when you want to get into the quote unquote good and bad sin and evil and fornication, whatever, I think that's what's quote unquote wrong, not the actual act. Now, hey, I'm not God. Yeah. <laughs> I can't make. I don't have the final say on all this, but it's just strange to me. How did Eve become Adam's wife? If they're the only two people, allegedly, if they're the only two people here. There you go. There you go with that alleged. I'm just saying, we can get into the Bible later. Yo, that's the, the, the yeah. That's a whole other episode. We I mean, we didn't already call Jehovah Isis and all nah, that. I, all, I all. did not. That was Nina. No, no, it was yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying it's been on the podcast. Hey, so we so, just got you know what? Well, we might have to bring Nina back because Nina has uh people have had some strong opinions about Nina. Yeah, they have. So very we interesting. To, we might have to bring her back on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. What is Jehovah Witness? One of my best friends is Joe Wooden. We just can't do it here. <laughs> just, in, just in case that turned into We might have to have some looking for that episode. And yeah. Nina is a good friend. We can call her a friend of the show. Friend of the show. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Because that's, that's her homegirl. That's that's my dog. And yeah. she gives some... She wild as fuck, yo. Yeah. That was a, that was one, that was a, one of our better episodes. I yeah. enjoyed that episode. She brought a lot of a lot of energy to the podcast. We got to have her back on. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, look... Man, I think it was a. Uh, at the end of the day, um, which you know what should be celebrated more than marriage? 
fucking bachelor party. Because <laughs> my mm. bachelor party was the shit until hey, the shooting. I take. <laughs> Did we talk about that in the podcast? I don't think we talked about it at the podcast. I know we talked about it. We've talked about it. One of my homeboys got shot at my bachelor party. Hey, man, tell this story, though. Okay. So, first off, earlier you said you had security. At, at the wedding, I did have security. I did have security at my wedding. Shout out to Big Gary because he was making sure that didn't shit pop off. Okay, because I t- I told him like, look, I don't care if we in the church. You see a bitch jump up or look like she on that bullshit, you better drag her out like she stole something. Because <laughs> I'm paying you. You know what I'm saying? And I told the pastor straight like, look, I have security here. I mean, <laughs> after I didn't pay the pastor, the pastor better shut up. <laughs> yeah, no so, offense. So I did have security at my wedding, <laughs> but my bachelor party, and that's that's where my whole moniker of Dame Gone Wild comes from, because that was the name of my bachelor party. Okay. Dame Gone Wild. Okay. My bachelor party was put together by my best man. Shout out to my homeboy, Rich, which is my dog, and another partner of mine, my homeboy, Isaac, put together the bachelor party. Isaac has always been a stand-up guy. You know, he... You know, he is closer to the streets than most people. <laughs> so he maneuvered the bachelor party to be at a at a car wash. Now, the thing about the car wash is hmm. that it had like a lounge area. So nice little, nice little couches, TV set up, kitchen area. So we had the real play clubish. Yeah, yeah. So we had we had the, uh, dollar bill too. <laughs> so we had the uh the lounge of the car wash. As where it was, I don't know how Isaac pulled this shit off, but we had a new crop of dancers like every hour. So these bitches was rotating all night long. So and my bachelor party went on literally from like ten at night. The shooting took place probably about five or six in the morning, the day of my wedding. Jesus. <laughs> so I mean, we was going all fucking night. Every hour is, you know, five ten bitches coming in, and after two. You know, now they ain't at the club no more. Like, they coming. Like, the, the turnover is pretty high for strippers. By the time you get tired of one, that's cool. We got we got five more coming. Right, And right. this was what, what went on all night. So, shout out to them niggas because they sent me off into my marriage right. But, anyway. Bachelor party banging. We, we, we got... And we do have a door nigga rig. Because from the streets, you can see the lights. You know, mm-hmm. we got... We got all type of color lights, and there's a lot of shit going on. There was a video of my bachelor party, but it rule number one. That's somebody broke rule number one. Yeah, this is like when camera phones first came out. Remember the next tail, the one that you hit the button and oh, it yeah. flipped up. Yeah, this is like when that shit first came out. So camera phones was just popping, and my homeboy did have pictures of the bachelor party. I probably still got one, and you know. Thank the Lord that, that those pictures never got out because there would have been marriages ended. Yes. Because of my bachelor party. I, I, I bet. <laughs> I've been to I've been to a few like that. Yeah. I mean, because it was live action. But anyway, bachelor party is popping and there happens to be a small dispute. I don't want to put names out there because, you know, I know some of these families still. Some people are still in jail. But there was a gentleman that came to my bachelor party, a little tipsy, a little pissy drunk. Now, a lot of my niggas is in the streets. A lot of them are, you know, it's a good mix of street niggas and just regular nine to five niggas. Now, the dancer is giving somebody a lap dance, guy A, and she feels the pistol on him. Mm -hmm. So she tells my homeboy, who I would just name as guy B, yo, he got a gun. 
I feel a little uncomfortable. Now, it's a lot of niggas in the building, so there are guns in the building, but it's a friendly atmosphere. You know, even if you don't know everybody, we all having a good time. She tells guy B, guy A has a gun. He goes to approach him and like, look, man, it's all love in here. You know what I'm saying? You can put the pistol up because it ain't that type of party. Ain't shit going to pop off. Guy A is like, nah, man, fuck that. Everybody else got their gun. I ain't putting my shit up. I might be guy A okay. in this situation. Guy B, still cool, trying to defuse it. You know, it's all love. Keep it in here. Just get us somebody else. We got a room where, right, you know, yeah. you know, it's a little little room off to the side. So if you want to put your piece and your coat up, you know, it's cool. Nobody's going to fuck with it. This I is family. It's that. all love. Guy A is still like, nah. You know that. Guy A? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's currently locked up right now on some other shit. But I knew him through somebody else. And I, again, I'm just, you know, don't want to disrespect no no families or nobody that I know. So I ain't even going to say his yeah, name. Yeah. So he's like, fuck that. I'm going to leave. Guy B is like, you ain't got to leave. You know, we just want to keep keep the act. We want to keep the party going. You know, if the ladies start getting a little uncomfortable, once strippers leave the bachelor party, the bachelor party yeah. is over. I probably, I probably went around. I would have went at it that route. Like, yeah. hey, you know what I'm saying? I don't need you to leave, but one of the strippers said they uncomfortable and we want to keep the hoes happy. Yeah. That's all, B. And uh, we have We a, want you to stay. Have a drink. I'll pour you a drink. You don't got you know what I'm saying? And that's how it was. We having a good time. He was like, nah, I'm a dip. And he bought a couple niggas with him. Now the thing about it, you know, he was probably right about drunk off his ass. And, you know, it's hard trying to negotiate with a drunk ass nigga. So he decides to dip. Now, again, we got the door nigga rig because we just don't want people rolling in off the streets. We ain't charging or nothing, but you know, four o'clock in the morning, you see strobe lights from the street. We don't want the police to walk up. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, because it's definitely looking like a brothel right about now. After hours. <laughs> yeah, so he walks outside and guy A slams the door. We can hear words outside. Next thing we hear is shots. Uh, he shot my homeboy four times. Uh, guy B. Yeah, he shot Guy B, my homeboy, four times. What the good thing about it, or the only one positive thing, is that another one of my homeboys is coming back from our little after hours liquor spot with more Remy. He sees the shooting and he sees Guy B run through the alley. He swoops around, throws him in the car, takes him to Sinai Grace, literally gets there and pushes him out the car and keep keeps going. While all this whole time, we're still trying to nigger rig to get out of the building because we don't know what's going on outside. We just hear the shots. We get out, we see blood, but we don't see my homeboy. My other man's called back and is like, look, I dropped him off at Sinai. That's where I'm at. So we all just leave the spot wide open, run up to Sinai. My home guy B had to have emergency surgery, you know, because he took he took all four. Had to have emergency surgery. He's cool now. Uh, but, you know, it was just a fucked up into the night. But, yeah. Up until the shooting, my bachelor party was rocking. Shit. shit (laughs) So so now we leave probably the hospital about, let's say, 637. My wedding is at 2 o'clock. We've been up all night. We smell like death death and liquor. Uh, We get back here, niggas. And I I mandated for all my my groomsmen to stay at my crib because I didn't want, you know, niggas being late. Yeah. We have one groomsman that didn't stay. He wanted to be a rebel. You know, he's really one with the Lord, and he didn't want to be involved in the bachelor party and all that shit. Stay Which, your ass at the house. You ain't got to come to the bachelor party. 
He stayed at his own crib. So when he came over in the morning, this is all a surprise. Now, the rest of us, like I said, smell like liquor and death. We take a quick, everybody get maybe a two, three hours in sleep. Now it's time we got to start taking showers, get dressed and head to the church. I send word to my wife, to my soon to be wife at the time through one of her sisters. Like, yeah, there was a shooting at my bachelor party. Guy B is not going to be there, but we're cool. You know, none of us. Yeah, uh, we're going to be down. You got to get running with your bridesmaids out of here because uh, we kind of uneven on our side now. <laughs> he wasn't in the wedding, thank uh-huh. God. But, I mean, it it was just like. You got to get a new ring bearer. Yeah, shit ain't working out. <laughs> you know, it's just an uncomfortable situation to kind of start a wedding with. Yeah. And even during the wedding, all of us were hungover. And, the, pa- and the pastor at, at a certain point stopped and asked, Did we need a moment. Because there was a lot of laughing and giggling and unnecessary going on because we were all st- like, you know how when you get drunk as fuck and you can smell that liquor coming out your pores? Yeah, man. That's the type of moment My we was having. My brother got married. We was cracking up up there. We wasn't drunk or nothing like that, but we was, we couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. We was yeah. that bitch cracking. Like, we was a little hungover. It was a hard time, but we, we muscled through. I got married. Shout out to my ex-wife. Shout out to my homeboy, Isaac and Rich, who threw me. The most amazing bachelor party I've ever Shout been to. Shout out to God B, man. Taking him. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Jesus. God bless him. Yeah. And uh, God A, man, that's really fucked up. But, uh, you know, karma? I don't know. Not, you know, it was a little little street business that spilled over into it, which, which I found out later on. That it was a little street shit. And they just happened to be in the same venue. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, he saw an opportunity and he took it. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So that's the end of story time with Dane. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a that's a that's a doozy. Yeah. <laughs> that's a doozy. Shit. So, uh, you know, as we do at the end of every podcast. Oh yeah, I do. I get this information out. Uh, we are on Facebook. We are Shop Talk Podcast. You got to put the hashtag in though. Um, we Shop all... Talk Shop Talk Podcast three one three. Yeah. We got to be specific because we need them views and we need them likes. Uh, So on iTunes, if you go to iTunes, you put the hashtag Shop Talk Podcast, we come up. We are also on SoundCloud, Shop Talk Podcast with the hashtag. Instagram. Instagram. Shop Shop Talk Talk Podcast. Podcast. 313, right? No, just Shop Talk Podcast. Okay. Uh, we, We out here. So you can listen on Android. You can listen on iTunes. You can listen on SoundCloud. We just support. Uh, we just appreciate all the support and all the love. Email us. Email us. Shoptalkpodcast Shop at gmail dot com. Y'all and, see a theme here? Yeah. Shop Talk Podcast. We're branding. Yeah, we're trying to take this shit over. And you know, we always say, even hit us up individually. I'm not hard to find. Dame Gone Wild on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. And um, Jay Johnson three one three on Instagram and uh, Twitter. I don't really fuck with Snapchat too much lately. You know, I still fuck with it because bitches can get naked on Snapchat. This is true, and I'm down for butt nakedness. It's true because you can't really do that shit on Instagram. Instagram shut your shit down quick as hell. Yeah, but Snapchat don't get no fuck. It yeah. be porn on Snapchat. But uh, Jay Johnson, uh, J dot Johnson three one three on uh, Snapchat. Uh, and uh, next week is episode ten. We got to do something big. You got to do something big, man. I I got a couple of ideas, and um, I don't know if we can pull them off. We can so do we, we one, can do anything. One thing that we was talking about is that is, is he back in town? Uh, I'm gonna get with him this week and see because because we may need some, we may need some lead time on that one. Yeah, yeah, because we'd have to. We want to we want to do that right, you know. Yeah, yeah, 
But I, I'm sorry I, that y'all know what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's an inside conversation, but let it let let it be known if we're able to pull off what we're speaking of by it's the next be episode. Lit. Epic. It's gonna be lit. Epic. <laughs> That's what the kids say. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> so, uh, but just stay tuned. Stay tuned because we will be back. All right, man. Peace out. Holla at you. Yeah.